wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here, and welcome again to another episode, this week's episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome if you're watching this on YouTube. Welcome if you're listening through different platforms, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. Thank you very much. Thank you for your support. Thank you for following me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It is truly appreciated. Now, this has been an amazing week. I'm telling you, I'm a bit tired right now at the moment I'm recording this. Because, of course, as many of you know, I started working and it's been a very interesting ride. This is my second week at this job and it's been interesting. I really love the people that I work with. They're very nice. They're very sweet. I'm the only guy where I'm working at. I'm working with a lot of women, which I'm I'm used to. I've done that before. There's other guys that I work with too there too, but directly I work with a lot of women, which to me, it's, it's fun. You know, I have no problem with, with women. I, I love working with women. I feel at ease with it because I've done it for many, many years. And to me, it's like I'm easy going and definitely it's, it's a fun place to be. But what I'm doing there, uh, of course, I'm busy dealing with a lot of clients, a lot of customers. It's a bit different than what I was doing before. It's going back to some of the stuff that I've done years past. So it's going back to some of those things. And in some ways, it feels like a step down of what I was doing. Of course, in my previous job, I was I was managing here. I'm just technically kind of following orders. I have to follow instructions. I represent this company. I do all that. To me, it's, it's I'm glad. I'm blessed. I am grateful for the job. Uh, it pays good. It doesn't pay bad, which I'm glad. There's no pressure. I don't have to do quotas. I don't have to do numbers. And this is, I have to do numbers because I, 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 I pretty much I'm dealing with money and all of that. But I'm not, I don't have to deal with the stress of, you know, having to do sales and stuff like that or having to get to this place or get to that place or trying to accommodate or trying to convince people to do, you know, to be part of, a, you know, the business motto or the stuff that we have. You know, I don't have to do it. So in some ways, it can be tedious. I got to be honest with you. It can be repetitive. And to be honest with you, a person like me, I've never been crazy about repetitive stuff. At the same time, I'm in a new place in my life where I, I, I want some stability. You know, I'd rather get the stability and go home and do what I want to do with my life, which is what I'm doing here right now, doing my, the podcast and my channel. At the same time, I, I got to be honest, it's um just looking at it, it, it can be uh, very... I want to say disheartening. I don't feel disappointed, but at the same time, there are days where I feel like, man, I wish I was home. I wish I was just doing what I love to do instead of just doing this, just to get a paycheck and pay the bills. But the truth of the matter is that all of us, we, we feel the same way. I feel that in some way we all are in the same place at times in life where we feel that we're not in the best place, but we're doing things because, Hey, you know, we have to, you know, we have to pay the bills, you know, you know, if you have kids in college, you have to pay tuition. You got to pay the mortgage. You got to pay this. You got to pay that. You know, you got to take care of the medical bills. You got to take care of the credit card bills. You got to take care of the grocery, all the stuff, bills, you know, bills and bills. So sometimes we get stuck doing the stuff that we're doing in this cycle. And not necessarily because we're happy about it, but it's just because we have to do it. At the same time, I'm thankful 
because I feel that sometimes we take for granted the things that we we think sometimes as our burdens in reality are small inconveniences that really gives us a better life. But yeah, because I might be inconvenient about getting up early in the morning to go to work, you know, it's very early, but I don't have to suffer like other people are right now in this mo at this moment. At this same time that I'm doing this, are suffering someplace in the world where there is war. Like we know what's happening in the Ukraine. People are going to bed not knowing they're going to wake up. And people are suffering, you know. People have run away, escaped from their own land, run away from war, and they have left loved ones behind and they cannot communicate with them and they don't know their status of them. They don't know what's going on. To me, it's like, you know, the little inconvenience of getting up early in the morning and going to work and commuting to work. It's nothing in comparison to what other people have to do when they have to escape and have to run away from their lives with just the clothes on their backs. To me, it's like sometimes we don't see that. We don't see we take things, a lot of things for granted and we have to be grateful for that. And to me, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm glad I'm grateful. You know, I pray for a job. God gave me a job. Might not be the glamorous job that I was looking for, but it's the job that is paying the bills. And it's actually what I, in many ways, what I ask, you know, I ask for a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time. You know, I didn't want much pressure in certain things. And to be honest, it's been doing it. You know, I'm glad it's so I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know, it's Monday through Friday, come to work, you know, come home. I have to go do some commuting, but I come home and, you know, I don't think about the job. You know, right now I'm not thinking about it. However, you know, in the adapting process, you know, in, in adapting to the whole new schedule, of course, you know, I get tired. That's the reason I haven't produced much content. That's the reason you didn't so, didn't see the podcast last week. I didn't get the chance. Mostly I didn't have the energy to do anything. And I'm doing some videos like every other day now. I'm trying. I'm trying. So stay tuned. Once things settle, once I get it comfortable, I don't know if I ever want to go back to daily videos. Of course, I was doing that when I had the opportunity, but now it's just in a different, it's a different situation. I might not be able to do it. And to be honest, it's uh, and part of me feels sad, but at the same time, I feel like maybe that's important. You know, maybe I can concentrate in honing my craft as a video producer, as a content creator, and I might be able to do better content and improve the quality of my content instead of just trying to do as much bulk as possible. Because now I don't have to worry about making money out of YouTube. You know, I have my job. At the same time, I, part of me feels like, like I wish this had gone in a different way. That way I could be able to say, hey, you know, I can be just concentrated on doing this because I really love it. You know, if you really, you know, I know many of you follow my, my videos and look my videos and a lot of people say you make great content and, you know, you do, you, you have quality in your stuff. And, you know, that is not an easy thing. I got to be honest with you, making the videos the way I make them, I'm not saying they're perfect or better than anybody else, but the way I make my videos take time. You know, it takes time because I have to do, like, for example, if I have to do a reaction video, there is time where I have to you know, investigate, I have to get information. I got to get all the stuff, you know, I want to know. I'm not, I don't want to be here, here, here at talking head, just talking and talking, not really saying much. I want to know what I'm talking about. So I get into that. I have to do some research, present that information to you in the video, give my opinion, also use as many images as possible to when I'm making comparisons, not just simply just speaking out of my mind, just simply giving you the information, having facts in front of you. So that way I don't sound stupid. You know, I don't sound, you know, illiterate. I don't sound like a person that just simply blowing hot air. I just want to be able to give you something that you can gravitate and say, yeah, that helps me out because that's what I want to do. I want to help people out. 
And to be honest, that takes time. It takes hours, it takes hours of a day, you know, to produce a video just for a couple of minutes. So, and sometimes I'm such a perfectionist that sometimes it takes me more than that because I want to get everything done right, you know, and doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Doesn't mean that I always do the right thing. I think that I struggle with, there are things, even my, how to bring my, my thoughts, you know, how to speak, how to say certain things, how to express my ideas. All of that requires sometimes some effort for me as well, because when I get excited, you know, I get excited and sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. You know, and that's, I think, perhaps one of the reasons, you know, one of the things that happen when you're bilingual, you know, you have two languages in your mind in some way. So it's like you're thinking because you get so excited, you know, and to me, a lot of the stuff that I talk here is from my childhood, you know, when, you know, when I was living back in Mexico, a lot of that stuff is, you know, like to me, I have to think in Spanish on those things because that's what I remember, Spanish, watching certain things or reading certain things in Spanish. And I have to translate it to English. And that's the thing in my mind. Of course, you know, I'm bilingual. So that means that I don't really think in Spanish when I'm speaking English. I'm speak, I'm thinking in English when I'm speaking in English. Vice versa, when I speak in Spanish, I think in Spanish, I speak in Spanish. But that's the way bilingual people will operate. That's how you have to do it. You have two languages in your mind, but you have to kind of separate one from the other. That way you can function. If not, you're not going to ever, you're never going to function. So, but, you know, it, sometimes things get in the way, you know, because I get so excited. And I, I want to be able to express things in a way that you understand. And I know many of you follow me from many parts of the world. I have followers here that follow me from India. I have people that follow me from Singapore. I have people that follow me from the, the Netherlands. People that follow me from the UK, from you know parts of Europe, from Argentina, from Brazil, from Mexico, from Canada, United States. You know, I have people from all over the place. You know, from every country that I can think of, people from South Africa, have people from Australia. So to me, it's like I know I have a lot of people following from everywhere and I want to be able to communicate in a way that you can understand. I appreciate so many of you have the patience to do it, you know, <laughs> to listen to what I have to say. And now after this long intro, because it's been a long intro, maybe it's just I'm just gaining attraction and gaining momentum so I can say what I need to say. <laughs> We're almost 10 minutes into the podcast already. But I want to talk about something and everything that I said earlier on is to say thank you. You know, that's it. You know, it's a long thank you note, but it's a thank you note to say thank you for being with me through all of this, because I really, I really enjoy what I do. I'm doing here. I've been doing it for the past 10 years and it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing, you know, and the podcast has been almost three years now, but it's been fun, you know, and I thank you for being so supportive of what I'm doing here. But today I want to talk about something that. To me, it's, I think it's very, very important. And I've been thinking about it for a long time now. And I think it's a question that every collector, because this is directly to collectors today. And there were a lot of things that I could have talked today. You know, there are a lot of things that I'm excited about. For example, I can say, I could talk about the, 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 what was that? The PlayStation uh, uh, Play or the, the new PlayStation reveals. We know they got the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection coming, the Konami collection coming very soon this year. 16 games of so the arcade games plus all the games that came in the any and the nes snes on the sega uh genesis also the stuff that came out this they came out on the game boy so all this collection is coming very soon and some of them are going to have imagined in this case is going to be the arcade games are going to have uh, online play so i'm so excited for that i'm really excited for that definitely that was the best news ever there were other news there. And of course, people talking about Batman. At the moment that I'm filming this and the moment I'm recording this, I haven't watched the Batman film. I am coming this weekend to watch it with my wife. My wife was sick, so I wasn't able to go. You know, I didn't want to 
go. Yeah, I want to go with her. I, I like to spend time with my wife. I like to watch movies with her. So I waited. So I'm waiting. I'm going coming this weekend. So then uh, next week, I'll talk to you how you feel about the film, if it's good or bad. And also, you know, I just saw the trailer, too, of the Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm excited for that. There's so much that I can talk about it. And, of course, there's so much stuff that I want to talk about last week. The stuff with Nintendo. You know, the, you know now, of course, the Wii U and the 3DS going out. The stores are going out. And definitely have good memories within that, within Nintendo. I could have talked about it. Also, Amazon changed with the way they did it with Comixology, the new change of Comixology that I'm not really happy about. It really messed the whole thing. They trying to fix it, but still, it's not the same. I miss Comixology the way it was. They should have never, ever done any, in this case, Amazon just touch it. You know, that's the way it is. So I could have talked about those things. And, you know, you know, and I could talk about, like, for example, now we know that the Daredevil is coming now to Disney+. Plus. I'm excited for that as well. You know, even though I already watched the, the, the shows, I think they're phenomenal. I'm, I'm glad that they're not going to just simply disappear. So I'm glad that they're going to have it there. I think that's the best place to have them anyway. So those are things that are exciting. There's so much stuff that we can talk about. But I want to talk about the collectibles market. And definitely I want to talk about it because I think we're going through difficult times we're going through very challenging times and we are really diving and really kind of coming into the unknown we don't know what the future is going to be from for the collectibles market and i think everything that is happening in the world is has an effect and it will have a bigger effect that we're already experiencing now the collectibles market has always been a high-end market it's always been and when i talk about collectibles i'm not only referring about statues i'm referring about action figures high-end action figures anything that is a one six or anything that is you know expensive but that can also we can also talk about you know in this case action figures if you follow my instagram you know that I, my personal instagram jp sari you know that i love action figures i'm a toy collector as well i love going on a hunt for toys and i take pictures of a lot of toys that i see in the stores and those are going up in prices i'm telling you everything is getting more expensive and i'm surprised about the prices that people are asking we're talking about the diecast models. We're talking about anything that is collectible, anything more, any more, anything that can be considered collectible. Pretty much everything now, not only the collectibles, everything is going up. And I know people get panicky about it. Of course, gas is going up. People panic about it. And of course, there's always the people, they, they come in to, to say, but why is it going up if we don't buy so much? And I'm talking about here as an American living in the United States, people saying, how is it that it's going so well when we only buy like 4% of the crude of the oil comes from Russia? Why can't you win it just some, someplace else? However, when we talk about the oil, the way the markets are set, everything that happens can really change the distribution. It can affect the way the global markets work and operate because the prices are dictated by the amount of the product that, or the crude oil that is given into the market. And all of that really determines the pricing. Now, a lot of people don't understand that beyond what they see in the gas station. Now, you know, to me, I kind of understand it better first and foremost, because my father is a chemical engineer. My father worked. Now he's retired. Although he still works, he does as a, uh, you know, he does pretty much goes and advise companies and all that, but he's a retired and he still works and, you know, do all of that. But he was a chemical engineer for many years. He worked for Exxon and he worked for big corporations, for British corporations. He worked for many big companies in the United States as well. And uh, definitely I'm very familiar since I was a kid with the markets, with the oil, because it was a conversation with, that it always, always happened. So knowing all of those things, 
I know that everything that surrounds us, everything from these computers, you know, from the screens on there, from this microphone, from even the stuff that we see, the resins, all the stuff, everything has something that comes from the oil market. Everything has to be with crude oil. We depend so much on it. And believe me, statues are not strangers to that because the resins, all of the materials, all the raw materials, they have pretty much oil. Everything is oil based. And because everything is oil petrol based, then definitely we're going to see an increase in the price. We already see it, of course, in the when you go to the pump and you see in the gas. But that's not the only thing that you're going to see the effects. You know, what's happening in Russia is really affecting us. And Ukraine is really is going to affect us even more. We already were seeing for quite some time the increase in price. And it's always been, since I remember, I'm telling you, I've been collecting statues for 20 years, almost, almost 20 years, if I'm not mistaken, close to, or even close already 20 years. And believe me, it's always been the criticism, it's always been the demand, it's always been people saying it's too expensive. It's always been an expensive market. But over time, over the years, of course, it has increased and continues to increase. There is still, you know, now and now it's at the highest it's ever been. It's ever been, you know, but of course we can say that five years ago, we said the same thing. But now it's getting to a place where, to be honest with you, sometimes I'm, I'm, it's, it's really scary to see these prices. And sometimes unbelievable because I still remember when you were able to find a one-third scale statue, like when Hollywood uh, collectibles started doing the one-third. You could find it for $500, and that was an investment. $500, $600, people were saying that was too much. Now, $2,000, $4,000, bus are $5,000. I even seen some statues that are selling at SciShow right now that they're just like ceramic stuff that they sell like out of nowhere, and they're asking for $7,000. like, what the heck? I don't even know the company. You know, I never ever heard of it. And I was like, $7,000 for a porcelain statue? I'm sorry. It's it's unreal to see what it's going on in the world. It's really, really unreal to see the prices people are asking. The problem is, the problem is that people are consuming this. And the problem is that the market has grown in a way that people are really eager to buy these products more and more and more. And of course, you know, they with all these movies coming out, all these franchises taking, you know, plays where there's DC, Marvel, Star Wars, all that stuff. It brings so much fan base. So many fans are into it that they want to have a piece of that. And of course, collectibles, companies are making money. But, you know, and as I said it many years ago, we're living in this bubble. And the problem is that this bubble keeps growing and growing. And sometimes you wish, you know, not wish, but you you are thinking that it's going to burst at some point. And it's been, it continues to grow. It hasn't burst yet. It, there's more people buying stuff. There's more people interested on that. But the prices continue to rise and rise and rise. And there now there's so much in the market. Like I, I was going through everything that you they sell nowadays. Like, for example, last year I make hundreds of videos of collectibles and I didn't cover everything. I'm talking about statues. So much stuff. So much stuff that I couldn't just grab, grab, you know, there was every week there's so much that I couldn't sometimes have to decide, do I talk about this or do I talk about that? There was so much stuff. The thing is this, that looks cool and dandy. You think, wow, you know, it means that the, the, the market is healthy because all these products and in some ways companies are selling, but at the same time, companies are struggling. Some companies to the point that they close doors. Like for example, we saw with Chronicle Collectibles, there are companies that they just went out of business. This is direct. One of the biggest companies in the market went out of business, what, two years ago. You know, so these companies struggle also trying to sell the product. There are companies that they kind of disappear for a time. 
you know, they're there, but they're still struggling. Companies, there are lines that are not selling well, like PCS was having a hard time with the Transformers to the point of saying they're not going to do more Transformers, so they're going to concentrate more on the stuff that already been proven in this case, Street Fighter, because they've been doing it the longest. So it limits the ability for companies to produce certain things. And companies now, of course, you see a smaller edition sizes of 300. Like, for example, XM now doing 399 pieces, things like that, that before you you would be like, man, they were doing a 1,000. Now it's 399 pieces. You know, they have really small, but they have increased the prices to accommodate for that loss. So you realize that they, there is definitely, this market has become so convoluted in some way, so busy. There's so much stuff. There's so much supply. And the demand is coming to a place where everything is kind of evened it out. You know, before there was more demand, not enough supply. Now there is like to the place where they are kind of even. And at some point, I feel that the market is inundated with so many products that clients don't really have the need to go and buy something because it's not the ultimate thing. When there is like 10 different flash statues, you don't have to pick the one that just came out when there's others that actually can beat this one, you know, they're already out. When there's like 100 Batmans, 100 Wolverine statues, is there a demand when the companies are producing, when sometimes even customs are better than the company products, you know, the official licensed products? That makes you think about it. And people are investing more into certain things and people are going into the custom route because also they consider about the limited quantities. Because at the end of the day, people don't care much about if the product has a license or not. That doesn't really make anything. That license are good. But for a lot of collectors, it's all about having a very unique item that they know has, you know, the demand is going to be there. That is the availability is not always there in the sense that, you know, it's available everywhere, not everywhere. And it's so limited. We only have a few pieces worldwide. People really care. Collectors care about things that are so limited and they're willing to pay the price. So we are seeing also that shift into the custom market. And I feel, and I said it many, many times, I feel that it's something that is going to come, you know, that we're seeing it more and more. You know, 3D printers have come down in price and continue to come down in price. Now, anybody, John Doe, can go and buy a 3D printer. You can buy a file on eBay or on any other site. You buy these files for nothing, or you can just actually steal a file because that's what they do, some people, you know, and then you can just do your own statue of your own thing. And you can, if you are get good at it, of course, at the beginning, is you're going to mess it up. But if you can get good at it, people are doing stuff. They're doing the stuff at home. They're printing their own stuff. You know, that's the way it is. You know, it's getting to that place. So the market is so crowded that, you know, people are finding alternatives to be more productive. And I do believe that, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not supporting customs here. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not supporting the, 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 the going into the route of doing things on the legal way. But I'm, I'm telling you that this is something that we're going to see more and more. People producing their own stuff because it's easier. Of course, the access now to a lot of this software where you can do like ZBrush, where you can actually learn the stuff from the professionals because the professionals are using ZBrush and anybody can use ZBrush. And if you're learning to learn the, the ins and outs and you can do something there, you can produce your own statue. You don't have to go and buy a statue. There's so much stuff. And of course, you know, this, this, the more we see in the rise of this, it's going to come to a place where people are going to start walking out of this hobby or any hobby and start doing things in their own way, which it's possible more than ever. Like you can go on eBay now and you, they're already selling files and they're not only selling files, they're already selling, selling the kits that you can actually paint yourself. People are doing ways to get stuff done, you know, which is, I would say it's amazing, but it's not nothing new. 
But at the same time, it really hurts the market and it hurts the possibility for many people that work in this market, artists, painters, sculptors, that depend heavily on people buying the products. But it's so crowded. You know, companies also outsourcing some of the work instead of just using certain artists, they go for younger artists, they pay less. You know, paint is the same way. It's just it's just a situation that is it's not always pleasant for everybody here. So to me, like, you know, going to this, you know, the question that I'm, you know, that I asked from the beginning from the title of this is what is the future of the collectibles market? What is the future? And to be honest with you, we are in a in a place where we don't know where we stand, but we don't know what tomorrow is going to be. Nobody knows the future, that's for sure. But more than ever, more than ever, I feel that there's so many questions. There's so many, I want to say doubts, but there's so many things that are on the air right now in this market that it's hard to determine where we're heading. We know the prices are going to continue to go up. To go up This year, we're going to see crazier prices than last year. I can tell you that already. Now, with it all going up, all the raw materials, all transportation costs, all of that is going to go through the roof. And everything is going to go higher than what it is now so if you're looking now people are complaining about the the the, the one six already at the 500 mark or the 600 mark like what happened with cable wait a, a few more months probably gonna be on the 700 800 for one six scale statues easily easily we're gonna start seeing a thousand dollar we're already seeing that quarter scale pieces and it's easy it's gonna come to place where even sideshow has gonna have to increase the price so we're getting to that place. If things don't change, if there, we don't have a miracle, you know, we pray for a miracle. You know, if things don't really change in the way that they're happening in Europe. And hopefully we don't get into a World War Three here. Then things are going to be even worse financially. And also the ties, you know, we, we have to understand China, everything is produced and manufactured in China. It's been manufactured in China for years. And I know people are hoping you know, to bring a lot of the stuff to the United States. But let's be real. Let's be honest. We're not prepared for that yet. It will take years for companies to really get to that place. And also, the reason why things are manufactured in China because of the the cost, you know, the labor cost is so low there. Here in America, it's not going to fly. So that means that still, whether everything comes to America, you know, or whether we still buy the stuff from there, you know, we're still going to pay top dollar for this stuff. And it's going to go up regardless. So this market is coming to a place where it's becoming a big niche that only the strong survive. And it's just, it's not going to change. I'm telling you, I have seen this for 20 years and it's always changing and evolving. And there were times when I felt, man, this is going to, this bubble is going to burst. But it didn't, you know, but I am now more inclined to say that we're going to see more of that. You know, if companies don't change some of their ways, I feel that companies are going to try to, they're going to try to accommodate to some things and there are companies already adjusting to that like for example xm studios accommodating to the one six they are also producing one six not only one fourth because they want to really strengthen that market as well while people when people come to a place where they cannot afford to buy one for anymore because of the highs the high price tag they're going to start going into the one six companies are doing that sisha's doing that with the you know dioramas and stuff like that I'm seeing that more and more. And to be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes you have to adapt to whatever, you know, as a collector, you also have to adapt. I have adapted myself over the years. I collected a one four quarter scale statues for, for some time. I collected Sideshow and PCS when they were at a time where they were selling more of that. And then I come into doing one six, went into the Kodobukiya, went into the, um, 
the Bowen designs, which is even smaller. And to be honest, I, I never really felt the need to or felt, oh, I need to go back to Sideshow. I never did. And I once I found my niche in the one and the one six. I was sad, but if the one six comes to a place where it's so expensive, then I'm gonna have to come to one ten, and even one ten is getting too expensive. So to be honest with you, you have to be very careful in this market. You have to be very choosy, and I said it many, many times. I'm gonna keep repeating until kingdom come. In this market, you have to be extremely careful where you put your money on. You have to choose carefully. Not go just because, oh, I'm emotional. Like right now we have the Batman film. Everybody loves the Batman. Everybody's going to be talking about the Batman. And everybody wants to have a statue of the Batman until the next movie comes along. Then your Batman becomes less. Like, for example, everybody was talking about Ben Affleck as the ultimate Batman. He was the Batman for a lot of people. Now he's gone. People forgot about Ben Affleck. Now it's Pattinson, the, the new Batman everybody loves. And it's always going to be. And I've watched the film, so I don't know yet. You know, to me, every Batman is special. Every character that represents the, the character is special. The actors represent the character. That's about it. And I'm not going to die. You know, I'm not going to simply try to fight everybody just because I prefer one over the other. You know, I love everyone has done a part. So I got to give him credit for that. So, right. But everybody loves the hype. You know, everybody gets so hyped up about something and they just want to invest the money on that stuff. But of course, you know, like you're buying stuff that ultimately doesn't increase in value because people change their mind all the time. So you have to be very choosy. You have to be very picky. The things that are actually going to stay with you for the longest run, the, the things that are going to remain in your collection that you can keep forever. And the stuff that is, at the end is going to gain value. You have to be careful. And sometimes people don't say, I always hear this coming. People saying, oh, I don't buy this stuff that I don't care about collectible, but I don't care about editions. I only care about if it's good. The thing is, this that's just a dumb idea. It's like going to buy a house. I'm going to use this example. It's like buying a house. Oh, because the house looks good, but you buy it in a really bad neighborhood. <laughs> that's why it is. You go and buy a really bad home, a house, because, oh, it, the house looks good. You love the look of the house, but you live in the middle of the ghetto. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not good. If you live in a really bad neighborhood, do you think, doesn't matter how beautiful the house is. You know how many houses are in the good, in, in really bad neighborhoods? Nobody cares about those houses, but you, you live in a good neighborhood. I'm telling you, there are good neighborhoods with the house. Even the ugliest, tiniest house can go for a million dollars because people want to live in that tiny, in that neighborhood. So the same happens with collectibles. I'm using that as an example, maybe not be the best example, but it, it, it kind of works the same way. Just because you say, oh, I'm buying this because it looks good, but it has no value, then what is it that you put in your collection just to, there, you, you lost money. At the end of the day, any collectible is about investing money. You have to invest your money in the things that actually you love, but at the same time have some value. That's the thing is this. There has to be a balance. I'm not saying that the only thing you have to concentrate is on value. You also have to concentrate on the things that you love, but trying to balance it out. Believe me, it works that way. It works best that way. And I'm telling you, after 20 years of doing this, uh, collecting statues, I know, I know, co your collectibles and stuff, I know that you rather have something that has some value that if something happens, you can sell and get that money back or you invest it or at least gain something out of it so you can invest it in something else. You know, that's just the way it is. Unless you just like to throw money in the bucket, you know, and throw it in the trash and, you know, like you want to burn money, burn money. It's actually better to burn money than just buy something that is going to give you a headache. You know, that's the way it is. But the thing is this, we are seeing this market changing. And it's really hard to tell, but it's just the way I see it is this year is going to be hard. You're going to see prices getting ridiculous, you know, ridiculous. So they're ridiculous, but they're going to get ridiculously high. 
really high, super high. And the thing is this, we have to pay it. But I'm not saying that you have to go for all of it. But what I'm saying is that you have to be very picky about what you're choosing to add to your collection. And that means that in the way there's going to be sacrifices that you have to make. However, think about this. I'm telling you this in 20 years, in 20 years, I seen the stuff that sometimes I miss for a lot of reasons, whether it was I lost my job or whether I didn't have the money for it or because I changed my collection or whatever. And I felt so bad not doing it or because I, there was something else that I chose instead of that. I didn't have the money. I have to choose between one or two. Ultimately, those things don't hold as much over the time, you know, like the art improves, stuff gets better. And there are things, some things I still, I wish I could have bought years ago. And still there are things that, that I have on my list of personal grails that one day I will get, but I'm not really desperate for it. I'm not losing sleep over it because I know that at some point I will get them one way or the other. It will, it will come, you know, I'm not have to worry about it. But the thing is this, there's always going to be something new under the sun. There's always going to be something that is going to cut, you know, call your attention. It's going to make you feel like, man, I need that. And you know, once it's like, you know, losing a love, you know, like puppy love when you were in, in high school and you love this girl and you know, the girl broke your heart and you felt like, Oh, the end of the world. And you're just a teen. You're thinking, man, my love, my world is, has ended is over. But then the next week, there's another girl that a new girl comes to school and then you fall in love again. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, that's how collectibles work. You love something and man, you feel so desperate because you miss on that. But then something else comes along and then you're like, you forgot completely about the other thing because we are like that. We are so sentimental and we're so emotional. You know, we change, we go with the flow, you know, as human beings, we are like that. We love one thing today and we hate it the next day, you know, just the way it is. And I seen people, I even see people and you know, I'm not going to name names here, but I seen some people on Facebook groups that sometimes I even, I even consider, sometimes I even wonder about their mental health because they're like, they're pre-ordering something today and then they cancel it tomorrow and then they pre-order something else and then they cancel it again. And they are talking all the time about it on, on social media, about the, all the pre-orders they make and the cancellations they make. And to me, there's something wrong with you. Because you're not, you know, if you cannot make up your mind about what you want, then the problem is not the collectible. The problem is that you don't, you have nothing better else to do. You have to check your life if you're doing that. Because the, the truth of the matter is that when I order something is because I really want it. And that's the way it is. When I order something, I put it in, I have a few pre-orders right now, is because I wanted them. And because I wanted it, I'm going to go through it, you know, whatever it is, whether it's good in the end or not, I'm still going to go, go for it because... It's what I want. You know, I'm not going to change my mind. And then, of course, when I was younger into this hobby there, I changed my mind many, many times. I learned the hard way, you know, not to change your mind. So if you're going to put something on paper, if you decide to go for one collection, then go all in and stick with it, you know, with the plan. And then the, along the road, there's going to be a lot of deviations. And situations right now that we're facing in this market are really turning things upside down price-wise. Another thing that I will tell you, this is a great time. You know, right now is a great time even to find some of those missing statues that you perhaps you miss. You know, if you're able to buy some of the newer stuff that is coming out, you can go and invest in some of the older stuff. Like, for example, I love the Wawin stuff. There's a lot of stuff that right now I can go in the aftermarket and I can find Bowen stuff still for a good price. Stuff that back in the, you know, years, some years ago, some years, so not even that far, some years ago, there were 
double the price now they're just less a lot less because people are moved they moved on to other things so there's a great time still to find stuff it's just the trail of the hunt you can still hunt all this stuff so you have to adapt with it because the truth of the matter is that i i, I see this market changing i see only the strong surviving here big companies are going to survive companies that are you know doing the biggest not saying the biggest products but companies that are willing to invest the money to put it down not only on the products but also on their social media networks the way they reach out to people the companies that are willing to put the money are going to survive the companies that are, are struggling in social media communicating contacting talking to people hyping people to buy the products are going to have a hard time and i would not be surprised and I gotta be honest with you, even though right now I'm going to my list of companies, there's so many companies out there. I wouldn't be surprised if we're gonna see some companies closing doors in the next couple of years. It's just the way it is, you know, and it's always been the case, you know, since I remember there's been companies, but there was a time where the companies I can count with my hand, you know, with my all my fingers, I can count all the companies. And when a company closed, it was big deal, you know, because, you know, there was nobody else taking that place. Nobody else would produce the same product. When a company closed a line, for example, when when PCS stopped doing the Thundercat stuff, it was a big deal because the only company that was doing Thundercats before PCS was uh what was that? I forgot the name right now. Uh it was Vanderbilt's company, um Heart Hero. Heart Hero was doing uh Heart Hero was doing the stuff, they they closed doors. And then of course PCS took it, they closed doors, and then when they didn't close doors, they closed that line. You know, they, they didn't want to invest more money. So there was no anything. Then we have a little thing with, uh, uh, what was that other company? I forgot. There's so many companies. Some companies were doing something, didn't work out. And then, of course, Mesco was doing the figures. That didn't work out. And now, of course, we got Super 7 with the figures. So, you know, there are things there. You know, the thing is this. There was no many options out there. Now it's different. Now when one line comes out, there's like 10 companies fighting to have that license. So the options are there and they're selling the products even from the same at the same scale and the same everything. So the competition is hard and companies that are willing to survive, the companies that have the, the drive to, to survive are going to make it through. And the companies that they don't have, in this case, the, they're not sustainable. They don't have the finance and they don't have the investors are going to have a hard time surviving here. It's just the way it is. And prices are going to continue to rise up. However, that doesn't mean, and I'm not here for gloom. You know, I'm not, I don't like to preach, you know, doom and gloom. That's not who I am. I do. I'm a very positive person. You know, I do believe. And I, if you follow me on my other channel, JP Sire, you follow me on Born Again TV. I believe in prayer. I pray for the, the best outcome of anything. And I'm hopeful for the things in the world. And I hope for the best to happen in the world. But at the same time, we cannot be naive. We have to be prepared for whatever is to come. You know, this market is changing. It is changing in so many ways that it's hard to determine where it's heading, where it's going. There are days that I totally don't understand it. There are days that I feel that, man, companies are just going overboard. But at the same time, it's the only way that many of these companies can survive. It's the only way for them to survive is to continue producing stuff. This is like a restaurant. You know, a restaurant cannot simply close doors. They cannot simply serve you one day and forget the other rest of the week. They have to serve you every day. And that's the only way they can stay in business. So they can pay their employees. They can pay the cost of the, having the restaurant. So they have to open doors, many restaurants, seven days a week. The same happens with the stores. In order for them to sell, they have to keep selling. They have to keep selling. You know, even if they don't want to, they have to keep selling. And that comes with a lot of pluses and also comes with a lot of negatives. 
But that's just the way it is. It's the only way. So we're going to see companies really amping up their production line, producing more and more. But at the same time, that is not beneficial. This is quite, you have to see it from like the same way we saw comics back in the 90s. Companies, in order to stay afloat, they have to produce constantly, constantly. They were producing comics and miniseries and all these different special editions and discover stuff. And they were charming all this stuff over and over to stay afloat. But at the same time, that was, you know, invading the market. That was just flooding the market with so much stuff that people ultimately, they everything came crashing down. And the same happened here. It's going to happen at some point. But it doesn't mean that is the the in itself the the hobby is going to die because there's always going to be the need for this type of products. The need some companies may come crashing down, but they still people are still gonna find ways to find collectibles because people have been collecting things since the dawn of time, since the beginning. People have always loved precious things. So this is something that people are going to find a way. Where there is a need, there is a way. And this is always going to be the case. And believe me, we're going to see more customs, more people doing their own stuff. And we're already seeing that, and which is amazing. And definitely it's going to be more companies in a time where more producing little stuff for just a niche market. They're going to start doing more bigger stuff in big volume, you know, producing mass producing stuff even more than now. You know, and perhaps stuff that is not of the same quality of the stuff that we're seeing now. And some companies already, like Prime One, already going into the PVC route with the smaller stuff. Why? Because they want to expand and they know that if they continue with this model they have, they're not going to survive. So they have to expand. And the only way to expand is by bringing cheaper goods for a, a new crowd. And once you get them hooked, then you can start moving into probably the more expensive stuff. You know, so companies find ways. They try to experiment with things in order to be sustainable. And that's something that, you know, we cannot simply say is wrong. But yeah, we're going to see more and more and everything that is happening again, you know, the relationship between China and Russia is going to be there. You know, they in, in Russia it depends a lot on China and China the same with Russia. So and everything we manufacture here is from China. So we're going to see the cost. We're going to see the cost one way or the other. It's going to affect us. It's going to affect the companies, and definitely it's going to end pretty much affecting us on our wallet. So that's just the way it is. We have to adapt. We have to be prepared for it. Well, my friends, what is your opinion? Definitely, there's so much to talk about. I don't have any answers for you today. I don't have the answers at all. But one thing I know is that definitely the market is changing. And I will tell you, be prepared for it. Be prepared for the high cost. So make plans. You know, like in some ways, it means perhaps you have to sell some stuff, sell some stuff to give room to other stuff. If you feel that there's something, you know, because things are going to change and they're going to change drastically. You know, I'm not like to, I don't like to preach again, doom and gloom, but I feel that there are a lot of things that are happening in the world that ultimately are going to end up affecting us, whether we like it or not. And we have to, you know, we have to learn to live with it. It's just the way it is. It's always been. So my friends, what is your opinion? What do you think about the stuff that we talk about today? Let me know. I would love to hear your opinion. Uh, I want to say again, thank you for your support. Uh, definitely. There's a crazy times and definitely we need to keep our, the people of the Ukraine and our prayers. Also the people of Russia. Because I, at the end of the day, you know, you know, I know that they, many of them, they are, you know, pretty much they live in, on a lie of a government that really lies to them. And it's sad, you know, and they're going to pay the price for the politicians that they have. Actually, the tyrant that is in control. So we we have to pray for them as well. We have to pray for this world, for our nations. And um, ultimately, all these things are not as important. Collectibles are just a hobby. They're not the important thing. Our people, that, there are things that are more important than that. 
And ultimately, what we want is for people to have peace, you know, to live in a world of peace. My friends, God bless you. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.